Well, it's Saturday, July 20th. It's a great, been a great week, and we're looking forward to the weekend. Tomorrow we get to worship the Lord. It's going to be a great day. Now, I don't know about you, but I dream dreams at night sometimes. I got to tell you about the dream I had last night. It was about, I had a little car, but it was a really powerful little car, and I was in races with people who had much bigger cars, and I was always able to keep up with them, and, and, uh, and, and sometimes I was able to beat them, and that was my dream, and until the last part of my dream that I remember, it had to do with uh, my car wouldn't start. And we couldn't get it going. And, and so I was going to lose that race because I couldn't work it and everything. I don't know what kind of dreams you have. I, I've not had a dream like uh, uh, Jacob. Was it Jacob? Jacob and Esau? As Jacob was traveling to his soon-to-be father-in-law's house, when he laid down at night and went to sleep, and he saw the angels ascending and descending a ladder from heaven to earth, uh, yeah, he had a great vision. And then we, I remember the vision that Peter had when he was on top of a roof and a, a sheet was let down with all sorts of animals. You know, I have visions of uh, race cars and st I guess stupid things. These guys have had visions that are momentous. I mean, they're, they're life-changing. We look here at, for a moment at David today in uh, Psalm 110. And we're going to see a view that he had. And I want to encourage you uh, to really take to heart what this view David has and take it to heart in your life as we kind of open God's word and live life together. May God be glorified today in the things we'll hear from his word. Psalm chapter 110, verses 1 through 7. The Lord says to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. The Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion, saying, Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your troops will be willing on your day of battle. Arrayed in holy splendor, your young men will come to you like dew from the morning's womb. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He will crush kings on the day of his wrath. He will judge the nations, heaping up the dead and crushing the rulers of the whole earth. He will drink from a brook along the way, and so he will lift his head high. Today as we're living life, we're looking at Psalm 110. As I was looking at this psalm and considering uh, the nature of the psalm and the issues that were being raised up in the psalm, what I was trying to do was place David as the author of this psalm and understand what was going on, how this psalm was representing him. And I really struggled because I couldn't put it together. 
And then I became aware or conscious and God led my heart to realize that this in truth was a, a vision that uh, David was having about the one who would be coming, the one who was expected, the one who would be his savior in the future, that Messiah. This is a messianic psalm, and we know that. We recognize it, but I was trying to put it over into the context of David's life. What I see is that it's more like a vision that uh, Jacob had, uh, maybe the the vision that I had with a race car, but, but, but it was a acknowledgement of something that wasn't uh, happening yet. It was something still in the future. It would be true because as Jacob's the uh, angels ascending and descending, that's the work of the messengers to go and come and bring to us. But let's look here what what is David's response? What does he see this Messiah to be like? He opens with, and we recognize it as a very familiar Messianic statement, the Lord says to my Lord. You see, there, there is Elohim. There is Jehovah. There is God the Father. And it's saying here that David has one he is following, one he's obedient to, which is the Lord, and Yahweh will say to his Lord, to David's, the one that is his Savior, his Messiah, that that word, that speech, he, he will say, the Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand. You're familiar with, and it, it rings true of the Philippians 2 passage, when it says of it was the kenosis or the emptying of Jesus became man. He took on all of the frailty of you and I and even to the point of death and that he would be at that point the one that uh, Jesus would be the one God would raise up and set at his right hand in the future and it's a day that will come. And then the next line in verse 1, it says, Until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Back in Joshua, there was a great victory that uh, Joshua had as the, the nation of Israel was entering the promised land. And one of the uh, ce celebrations or ceremonies or events that took place was uh, Joshua had all of the tribal leaders that had been conquered come into the presence of the leaders of the tribe of Israel, the, the, the battle, the, the, the warriors, their leadership, that he had the enemy bow down, and it would be that the uh, leaders would place their foot on the neck of uh, those defeated uh, enemy, and it was the sign of victory. And so here we see the same acknowledgement that at a point, God Almighty will put the enemy of our Lord Jesus Christ, the enemy of our Savior, on the ground. They will be no longer able to uh, do the good thing, the, the, the thing that they wanted to accomplish. No, the, the good thing has happened that Jesus has defeated them and he will use them as it were, as a footstool. It goes on, it says, The Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion. 
David knew how to rule. He had a great kingdom. And for Israel, it was an area that they really prized and, and they really admired how much King David had done. But it says here that my Lord, the Lord over David, would extend his rule, his scepter, beyond the boundaries of Israel. It would be through God that he would extend them. Your troops will be willing on your day of battle. I got to tell you, you war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers in heavenly places. We battle that as followers of Jesus every day. But we're not to shrink back because God is the victor. He has already placed the enemy as his footstool. For you and I, the call is that your troops will be willing. Are you willing today to move forward, to go out and face the enemy? It goes on, it says here in verse 5, The Lord is at your right hand. Don't be afraid, for our God is a mighty God, and he is the victor. He is the one who is the winner. Let's honor him by being willing to serve him. In this passage, we have an encouragement or an understanding to realize something about our Messiah, our Savior, that is just heartwarming. It's encouraging. It's, it's the portion in verse 4, uh, the second half, it says, you are a priest forever. You remember, this is speaking of the one that David uh, is obedient to. It's his Lord, the Messiah he expects. And the Heavenly Father blesses the Lord, our Lord, who he calls to be our high priest forever. The role of a priest is to go to God on behalf of the people. And I got to encourage you that we have a great high priest and he is our advocate year after year, uh, offense after offense, who is our high priest to go to the heavenly father and he brings the sacrifice of his own shed blood. Let's celebrate that today. Oh God almighty, we thank you. We thank you that you are the one who loved us so much. You sent us your son. And in that sending of your son, we have one who is to be the conqueror, the victor over all his enemies. And we have the one who will give us strength for the future, the one who will never leave us nor forsake us, but sits at your right hand. He is our high priest. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you today that we do not stand alone, that we have an advocate a high priest in the heavenly realms who will lift up our needs to you and you will answer. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. For a single soul Reaching a world and stepping in closer See Jesus